0: Do you want to be transported back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I certainly do. Oseas Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer, bottled with all natural, uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. And it's not just about that elevated set. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. I've said it before, but I love this product. It feels like I am going to a spa every Every night and it delivers that coveted post vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. Right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code DATABLE at OCIAMALIBU.com. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DATEABLE at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code datable for 10% off.
1: The DATEABLE podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my producer, Julie Krafchick, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show that opens up a of conversation about dating in San Francisco. Today, my guest is Taylor, who has been in San Francisco for four years and she's 30 years old, actively dating. Taylor, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I know we had a little conversation before. I know kind of the backstory of how you're, you're an oddball. You don't go online. You don't do online dating.
2: Uh, no, I find it to be incredibly empty and I can't, I just can't do it. Like every time, like I open, I opened something like three years ago when I had it, um, I was just like, um, no, no, yes, yes, really. And then it like never went anywhere. I would go on like three dates a week and they would all be the same date. And I was like, what's going on? Am I having like deja vu? <laughs> I would sit there and ask them the same question. Like, oh, so why are you on dating apps? Cause you kind of have to like, you kind of have to go there. And, um, they would say, oh, well, you know, I'm just looking to meet people, you know, like hook up and then maybe date. And I love the part at the end, maybe date, because then it was like, okay, well, clearly you don't really want anything with me nor want anything with anybody else. So I'm going to take a rain check. My roommate's dog is needs to be fed. Um, I have to go. I'm really sorry, but I got I got to go. So <laughs> that's what I would say.
1: So have you ever, I mean, you've obviously online dated. Have you ever dated someone sort of consistently from
2: online dating? Um, Yeah, I've actually dated two people. Um, One, I lived abroad, and that was the first time I ever used Tinder. And I dated him for about six months, but he didn't want to do any type of commitment um, Mm -hmm. at all. And then only one other guy, um, he was recently getting out of a marriage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, red flag, red flag. But then he kept wanting to hang out. So we ended up dating for about three or four months. And then it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I'm not seeing anyone else. Um, what about you? And he's like, well, yeah, you know, like, I, I've i been seeing a couple people. I'm like, are you sleeping with other people? And he's like, well, yeah, in the beginning I slept with somebody else. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make myself a little bit more scarce. See ya. Bye.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's kind of the issue we see with a lot of people when it comes to online dating is that it's it's just so easy. It's so accessible. So then you are able to date multiple people, and it's not like, when you go on Tinder or Bumble, when you swipe through people, you're signing some sort of agreement. Like by virtue of me swiping on you, we're exclusive. I mean, there's nothing of that sort. All it is, is I think you're cute and I want to spend time with you, but it doesn't give any sort of weight to their actions. How is finding someone in real life different than meeting them online?
2: Um, it's, it's very difficult, I'm not gonna lie, but I think online dating is also difficult. So you're comparing like two different things, yet at the same time, it's different kinds of difficult. Um, I think that one of the biggest things about dating offline is that you need a reason to talk to people. You need a reason to go up to them and say, oh, hi. And as a woman, you know, I, I, I recently talked to a friend about. Um, the dating feedback loop. As soon as you walk in, they pull back. And the same thing when a guy is too interested in you, you pull back. Um, so I can't just go up to every single guy in a bar and say, hey, you're really cute, let's talk. You wanna take me out on a date? That'd be great. No, I can't do that. So um, I have to go to a lot of events. I have to put myself in places that I know that men hang out. Like my mom made the joke, she was like, why don't you just go hang out at the coffee shops near the hospital? Maybe you'll meet a doctor. And I'm like, <laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it's really not. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I put myself in situations where there's a lot of people around, even at parties I don't want to be at. I'll I'll go just to see if there's you know anybody there that I want to talk to. The men in this town, upon first meeting, even at a bar, are very standoffish. Um, so I have a couple things that I go to um, as far as opening a conversation. Oh, I want to hear these. Oh, these are great. Um, so. <laughs> The first one is I pretend like I can't see something. Like there's a menu in front of me or there's a menu on the wall of beer or something and I'm and I go up to them and I'm like, "Excuse me. I'm I'm really sorry for interrupting, but I can't read this. Can you do me a favor and just like read me down at least a couple of them so I can make a decision?" And they're like, "Um, sure." And I'm like, "Okay, great. By the way, I'm Taylor. Really nice to meet you." Um and then another one that is Boom, you're in. <laughs> yeah, boom, I'm in. Another one that's really popular that my friends actually use a lot is going up to someone, scrunching your nose, looking at them like, hmm, do we know each other? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and then and then basically the, the guy will normally say, No, we don't. And I'll be like, Oh, really? You just look so familiar. Well, anyway, I'm Taylor. Mm. and so they have no choice but to talk to you at that point
1: what's interesting about these two openers is that they are pickup lines without being pickup lines these are great any other ways that you've done the pickup um grocery store is always
2: fun if you want to meet a lot of people go on a sunday don't expect to get groceries because everything is sold out just get some (laughs) peanut butter or something like that (laughs) but stand in line. And, you know, if you see someone cute in line, normally, like I'll go straight up to, I mean, I've, you know, I, I, I do this, but I'll go straight up to them and say, are you kidding about this line? Like how long have you been waiting here? And then, you know, maybe strike up a conversation after that. They're like, Oh, I've been waiting here for like 30 minutes. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Anyway. Um, I'm Taylor.
1: You are aggressive. You're good. (laughs) I think most people just even walking up to ask for directions gives them anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this something that you've always been comfortable with or did you, were you trained in some way?
2: Um, I would say it's both. Um, I'm, I'm an incredible extrovert. Um, I love talking to people. I love hearing people's stories. Um, I love interacting. That's probably my favorite thing to do with other people. Um, but also I, I definitely used to hang around guys that were quote-unquote pickup artists So I learned a lot from people that had that like unyielding confidence where they were just like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm going to go up to this person. I don't really have anything to say, but maybe I'll just, you know, tell them that they look beautiful or maybe tell them that I don't like their outfit and neg them. And then maybe they'll (laughs) start talking to me. Um, So I've definitely been around those types of people. Um, So I'm not really afraid. And like if you think about it, the worst thing that could happen is they say. Number one, I'm married. Number two, I have a girlfriend. Or number three, like looking at you like, hmm, what are you talking about? And you say, oh, that's weird. I guess I didn't mean to talk to you in the first place. <laughs> Turn around and walk away um, because there's no real loss here as long as you position yourself in a place of confidence. And I know that's really, really hard to do, but y- you can't really lose um, you know, oh, well, so you, some guy wasn't really into it. You say, okay, great. I'm going to walk back to my friends and pretend like nothing happened. How do you get over that rejection? Well, I've been rejected a lot. Um, I think that one of the biggest things that I do when I'm like going out and potentially meeting people is I have a group of friends that are solid. So I'll tell them, hey, I'm about to go like, talk to this guy. If, he, like, if things don't work out and I come back, pretend like the funniest effing <laughs> thing just happened. And I miss the funniest thing ever. And so you're pulling me in like, oh, my God, girl, the funniest that some, somebody fell on their face. Go, go look. It's hysterical. So then they don't think that you're walking back to no one. They don't think that you're lonely or upset about being rejected. You're accepted into a group of people. And then, you know, there's no harm, no foul. But is it really
0: rejection? Because you don't even know they could be married. Like that has nothing to do with you. Then maybe they should
2: stay at home. Oh no, I'm just (laughs) kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just depends on how you see rejection. You know, is it a no or is it not right now, right? So like there's different reasons why someone may not want to proceed to talk to you. But just having the guts to go up to a stranger Mm -hmm. to initiate conversation, I feel like that deserves like a weekend seminar in itself. Because people, especially in San Francisco, you know, people comment quite a bit about San Francisco being a little clicky. When we go out, we stick to our groups and we don't really talk to, to strangers. So being in this city and meeting someone like you, Taylor, who's who's aggressive enough and confident enough to walk up to people should be inspiring for others too.
0: Yeah. Well, I've heard stories of friends that have seen guys out and then later they'll hit them up on a dating app. Yes.
1: Whoa. There you go. The yes. So that's kind of the other uh, complaint I hear from East Coasters about West Coasters, is that passive aggressiveness, right? It's like, Everything, uh, you know, I've, I've also seen guys swipe as they're at a bar to see if they can match with the girl they're literally standing in front of. It happens all the time. You're, <laughs> You're kidding me. It <laughs> does. <laughs> the look on your face. It does. You've got to like, be I joking. Think, <laughs>
0: But I think that's part of what's interesting about this is that, like, San Francisco, because we're so app dependent, like, people have become that way. But traditionally, before apps, like people would do stuff like you're doing. like It was no big deal.
2: Yeah, I mean, like it doesn't take much confidence to swipe right or left. And to be perfectly honest, I don't remember which is which. But um, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot of confidence. You sit there doing nothing or at work or waiting in line or doing whatever you're doing, swiping like almost mindlessly.
1: But at least, I mean, I, I just think about your bar scenario. If the guy ends up not talking to you and you stay at the bar, you still have to linger around and see him versus on an app you just you just... Let them disappear into cyber world.
2: Well, let them disappear at the bar too, because they're obviously not worth your time. And that's where you need your girlfriends. That's what I'm talking about. That's where you need your girlfriends to be like, oh, well, you tried. He kind of sucks. Look at him. Look at him walk away. He looks ridiculous. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can tell your friends whatever. But like, I remember like trying to get my friends to like do these things with me and, and wingman me. And they're like, well, what if they don't talk to us? And I go, they don't talk to us. They're missing out. You know, mm. like I, we can just move on to the next, you know. This is a bar that has plenty of men in it because there's more men than girl, you know, than women in the city. So, whatever. But like you taught, you know, you were talking about where does that confidence come from? I will not lie to you. My stomach drops to my feet, and my face sometimes turns blush red. Okay. But it doesn't matter because I've already in it, I've already started walking. There's mm-hmm. no turning back now. I've already started. What am I going to stop in the middle and then turn around and be like, oh my god, I'm terrible. no I'm not going to do that but at the same time I mean there's there's great ways to practice you know if you practice by maybe trying to make new girlfriends at the bar and yeah Mm -hmm. we're clicky we're totally clicky but like trying that out on new people is really like important especially like you don't care if like a girl like rejects you you're like oh she's just a girl I'm gonna go hang out with my friends but it's a good exercise in trying to open up a conversation with someone that is um unassuming unthreatening not super aggressive So when I go up to these guys, I'm not super aggressive. Like, oh, my God, you need to take me out on a date. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to say something where they can meet me in the middle. And if there's, you know, chemistry, there's chemistry.
0: Mm, I've read somewhere a good starting point. I like the idea about girls. But another one is, like, going up to, like, store clerks or, like, bartenders or someone that, like, has to talk to you.
1: So it's, like, a good
0: initial, like, getting yourself, like, into it without really putting it out there.
1: I think, you know, being um, an extra, extrovert. Being a natural extrovert, it's a little easier to get over that hump, right? Because you're sort of used to it. But I know lots of really strong introverts who have a really hard time coming out of their shell. So what do you think are some exercises they could do and work on to open themselves up? So not even just approaching strangers, but just opening themselves up a little bit more.
2: Um, I think that First of all, I think it's really hard to be an introvert, especially when you're trying to meet people, but it's not like the end of the world. Um, I have you know, a, a really good friend who's an introvert. My sister's an introvert. Um, I think that there is a challenge there in that if they're leaving the house and going out with you, that's a big step. If they are even accompanying you when you're going to make these, you know, going to talk to a bartender or going to talk to a guy or something like that, They don't need to take the lead. They're just Mm -hmm. watching. And then if somebody talks to them, they're like, oh, wow, somebody talked to me. (laughs) Um, And so I think that there's like baby steps. What you were saying about going to like uh, store clerks and talking to them, you know, being able to just even do the smallest thing, like saying hello. Um, there is, there are so many people in San Francisco while I'm running in the morning, I look at them and I say, good morning. And they give me this look like, like I just told them that someone died and then look at the ground at their feet as if they are so embarrassed that they can't even look at me. And that's kind of like what I feel like happens a lot is that you can't even say good morning to people. So like try and say good morning to someone. They're not going to like bite you. Maybe they'll ignore you, but at least you tried. And, you know, that's so scary, right, when it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But taking really small steps of doing that, even when you, like, you're an introvert and you say, I'm going to call my friend up and invite
1: her out for drinks. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good start. Mm-hmm. Just taking more initiative in sure. general. Mm. You have a very interesting story of how you met your ex-boyfriend. I want to hear about this.
2: Okay. Um, so I... I, at the time, was not looking for anybody. It always, it always starts that way. Always. And everyone's like, oh, God, that girl. And yes, everyone, I am that girl. Okay. I was not looking for anything. I was going to a huge event um, in New York City. It was the night before I left. And I was out with my girlfriends at a club and we were dancing. And I was wearing open toed shoes, really nice Vince Camuto pumps. Um, and all of a sudden someone steps on my foot and literally crunches my toes. Like, thank God they weren't broken, but like crunches my toes with his Italian leather dress shoes that he probably shouldn't have been wearing to this dirty ass club. Anyway, so I look up and I basically tell him like, what the fuck dude, you know, like get off my foot. And he's like, he's like looking at me like, oh, Hey, you know, um, can I get you a drink? And I'm like no. And then he's like, well, at the least, can I get you some water? I'm like, okay, sure. You can get me some water. I'm wasted yelling at a stranger. You can get me some water. That's fine. And so after that, I started, you know, drinking water or whatever. And he was like, he was like, so can I get your number? And I was thinking to myself, okay, I have nothing to lose. I'm going to New York tomorrow. I'm never going to talk to this guy again. Just give him, give him the number and whatever. And something I do, um, when I meet people Uh, you know how like a lot of people will put you into Facebook and then never remember that they met you? Yes. Because they're like, let me vet this person. Let me see who they are and who we're friends with to decide whether I want to be friends or date them. I don't do that. I get straight into the cell phone. And so (laughs) I put my number in his cell phone and I decided, okay, well, he's never going to remember me. I'm never going to remember him. So let's take a selfie with both of us in it. So then later, if he texts me, I'm like, oh, that guy. You know, and then I can decide what I want to do.
1: So, I, I mean, hearing the story, don't you think he stepped on your foot on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> you Wasn't know, it's that, funny. That's funny. Did you guys ever talk about that? that I'd like to know.
2: No, I don't think. I mean, I think he really did it on accident. But, like, what a lucky accident yeah. to have.
0: But that's the beauty of Taylor's lines is that they could all be... Accidents, right? So it's never right. like there's no lose situation in it,
1: right? Well, that's fabulous. Like someone walks away
0: they're like, maybe that girl was hitting on me. Maybe she just can't see that barman. Like, <laughs> there's she probably and, isn't even, they, the guys probably not even thinking that she's hitting on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly. A, a guy is just gonna be happy that a girl's talking to him until this episode goes out and every girl goes up and steps on every guy's foot. <laughs> that is a great idea. Isn't that a great That's idea? a great
2: idea. You know what? I'm gonna
1: use that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we talked about, like, pushing you into someone, you know, having your friend push you into a oh, guy at the park. That's not bad.
2: Yeah. Unless you're wearing heels, that would be terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible.
1: No, you shouldn't be wearing a skirt in case you yeah, fall over. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> but making things seem serendipitous mm-hmm. without it being that way. And it's a cute story in the end, too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this one, maybe a fractured a fractured toe is not the best story, but right. um, it's still, like, a cute way of meeting someone.
0: hmm We talked about on, like, the last episode, like, the white handkerchief approach that, like, women in, like, back in the day, like, they would, like, drop their white handkerchief, like, subtly. Ooh, I like that. the guy picked it up. But they were really trying to just get the guy to talk to them, but it didn't come off that
2: way. Is it like the bend and snap? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's an olden day version.
0: Day version. Yeah. <laughs> you can try it with like a pen and bend and snap. Okay. I do know how it goes. But I think what this
1: is getting at is we all just need signals. Mm-hmm. And these are signals you can send out without making googly eyes and, like, winking at someone, you know, like, without being super obvious. But these are signals that I am open to talking to you. And why can't we just have this sort of mentality when just meeting new people in general, whether it's for dating or not? Right. So have you ever tried the very direct approach, going up to a guy and saying, hey, I think you're cute. Yes.
2: I'm Taylor. Kind of. Uh, Yeah? Okay. Well, this is what I was telling you guys about before, that, you know, I saw this guy super, super cute, very much, you know, and you're like, oh, just cute, just a face. No, I saw him interacting with his friends, being dynamic. His friends were laughing at him. You know, I was just like, oh, that's great. He seems like very nice and like very engaging. Like he must be like a decent human being if he can like talk Mm -hmm. to people. Right. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm with my work people. I can't go up and talk to him. I would but I can't, it's very intimidating. Three guys, one yes. girl, very intimidating. I was like, you know what? My work people are watching me. Yes. So I pretended I went up to the bar and I asked the bartender for napkins and a pen. I leave, I go to the back of the bar where all of my work people are. I'm like, wait, hold on a second. I write a note, I say, hi, you look nice. Maybe we should hang out sometime. And then I put my name and my number. Wow. Not my last name, never, because yeah, they can no. look me up on yeah. Facebook, never. So I did that and I, I folded it into quarters and I looked straight at his friends in the eye and I put it right on the bar <laughs> next to them behind it, like to his back, right, right on the bar next to them. And then I peace out. Oh, I literally, oh my leave, gosh. I leave the bar, I leave the bar and you know, you would think to yourself like, okay, well that's ballsy. Guess what? It's ballsy for the guy to actually message the girl that did that when he didn't, he barely got a glimpse of her. He, so had to he rely barely on his, saw you. He barely saw me. He had to rely on his friends telling him that, like, oh, this girl's cute or like this girl, like, is, you know, whatever ballsy that she went up and did that. So he had the guts to message me, too. So that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Imagine like you actually g- having the guts to say, you know what, maybe we should hang out sometime. Here's my number in person. Right. In a, mm-hmm. in a conversation. It takes balls to go and like message a girl and do that. So I think it goes both ways. Wow. And then what, what's the outcome of this? Um, well, he texted me. Um, I went on interview number one last week. Um, <laughs> and it isn't, it's an interview. The first, like, three dates are interviews. And then I went on interview two on Saturday, and now I'm going on interview three on Wednesday. Today. Today.
1: So you guys have, this is going to be your third date. This will be our third interview, yes. What did he say about your approach? I'm sure he said something on your first interview.
2: Um... I mean, basically, it was said over text. He was like, "That has never happened to me before," and I go, "Well, there's a first time for everything." And love- oh, oh he, yeah. I'm sure he ate that shit up. And I was just like, "Oh, okay." So we met at the bar. Like, he barely knew what I looked like. I couldn't really remember what he looked like either. And it was just like, "Oh, hey, like, yeah, I'm I'm Taylor. Really nice to meet you." And he's just like, "You know, hi. I'm I'm not going to say his name, but." Um, you know, very nice to meet you too. And then it was just kind of like, hey, can I get you a drink? Let me offer to buy you a drink, let's start a conversation. And then it went from there. So
1: <laughs> I love it. I mean, first of all, this this kind of shit never happens in modern dating in general. And for a girl to do this to a guy, I mean that's that's really progressive and really ballsy.
2: Well, you don't have a choice in this city. Like I'm telling you, like you guys know, you don't have a choice here. You will stand around at a meetup or you'll stand around at, you know, at a party or something like that. And no one will talk to anyone. That's why you need these like very like mild approaches to talking to people, whether it's like, I can't see, can you read something for me? You need a mild approach that's very neutral Mm -hmm. because then it doesn't make you feel like you're going up and being aggressive and hitting on them because Here's what happens when you are aggressive. And I've found this out for myself. When you're too aggressive, they think that all you want to do is have sex. Oh. So trust me, there is there is definitely a a a wide array of things that could happen from going and talking to someone. Mm. And that's why I've tried to make it a little bit more subdued in what, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish, you know, with these, these uh, you know,
1: beeline for the man. I mean, I think about it like even if a guy comes on too strong at a bar, I would think all he wanted was just to have sex too. Right. It, it goes both ways. But the mild approaches are really charming and a little bit, you know, just like really cute for people to do.
2: Well, I think it's, it's two things. Uh, one, I'm an extrovert and I actually like that energy a lot. Mm-hmm. Number two, I, you know, me and my ex broke up about, what, three, four months ago. It's not like I was going out and dating anyone. I needed time to, like, be with my friends, drink Mm -hmm. wine every night, you know, the whole deal. (laughs) And um, so I challenged myself. I said, you know, you can't just sit in your apartment. You can't just hang out with your friends and drink bottles of wine. That's ridiculous. You need to go out there and at least try to talk to people, whether it's making friends with girls or going and talking to guys, because... I don't want to be single forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just got out of, you know, a relationship where he didn't really want anything serious. And that's totally fine. That's very San Francisco of him. But, you know, I don't really want to waste my time. And I also don't want to sit around not actually doing anything to aid in what I, like, to help me get what I want. And so I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm kind of sick of this not doing anything. I'm going to do something. And if it doesn't work out, whatever
1: at this point, because
2: I guess I had nothing to lose.
1: Mm. You touch upon something that I want to, I want to bring up, which is taking control of your dating life. When you say, I don't want to be single. I want to take control. Now, people we speak to who say, I treat dating like it's a full-time job. I'm taking control of of my dating life. What they mean is they're on 6,000 dating apps, swiping left and right Nonstop. Now, to me, that's not taking control of your dating life. To me, taking control of your dating life is getting yourself out there and meeting people in real life. I really think that has to be it. It's like if you're looking for a job, you go to networking events to meet the right people for the positions that you want to be hired into. You're looking for the source here, and the source is in real life. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this at home, when you say you want to take control of your dating life, you should follow in Taylor's footsteps. Yeah. Get yourself out there with your girlfriends or with your friends and take control of what you can really do in real life totally. with people, real people in front of you. And
2: I also think, like, this is this is something that we undervalue in San Francisco, partially because we hate our friends that are in relationships. <laughs> but... Um, But there's this idea that I was toying with with friends, and that was, why don't we create a party where everyone who goes has to be single, but you don't say they have to be single. Mm -hmm. You just say, hey, come to this party. It's like a dark horse party. Come to this party, bring one person, and bring a bottle of something between the two of you. Host it somewhere, you know, like get like a, you know, one of those you know, Airbnbs for business or something like that. Get like a huge room or get somebody to like figure out where to put it. Have all these people come in and then maybe what you do is you find a way for all of them to connect, like give them, you know, uh, thread bracelets and make like five different colors. And then during the night you say, okay, everybody like try and find somebody with your color bracelet, something like that where that gets people together. I also think that like, and that's like a big production, you know, that actually Mm -hmm. takes a lot of like effort and like planning events is shit, you know, it's like way too much time, (laughs) way way too much energy. (laughs) Um, But then also like look to your friends that actually are in relationships or friends of yours that have a lot of single friends, because it's really easy to say, oh, that guy's really cute on Facebook, right? Or Mm that's, you know, where you're separated almost like a dating app and then saying, we'll invite him to happy hour. Yeah. Because then I'll see in person, in real life, do I vibe with this, this guy? Um, so that's what I've been also trying to do lately is have my friends who are like married or in relationships or single with a lot of single friends set up happy hours all around town for me to bring my single friends to. Can you let us know when the
1: next one is yeah. so Absolutely. we can tell our listeners? Absolutely. <laughs> I do have one last question for you, Taylor. So, Okay. I'm putting myself into the position of some of my friends that I know where I go, well, Taylor, that's great, but I don't like going out to bars. And honestly, the guys I'm attracted to don't go out to bars or to these networking events. Where do I go meet men?
2: That is an excellent question. Um, I would say (laughs) that's that's a tough one. Um, I would say that there are places like Workshop Cafe, a little bit intimidating, but you can go sit next to someone who you think is cute because that's how it works there. Mm. You can just go sit next to people. Um, hopefully not all the spaces are taken, but you know, try and go work, you know, at a coffee shop, maybe on a Saturday or, you know, try and do something like go to the gym, you know, during like a daytime where it's not like, you know, Oh, they've got to get in and out because it's nighttime during a weekday, go on the weekend, see if there's anybody there. Um, I don't know i think that you know dolores park even though it's like very like overdone and everything like that it's also a great place to like test your pickup lines you know Mm. like hey do you guys have a bottle opener you know like the
1: bottle opener is a good one it's a good
2: one right because you always (laughs) need a bottle opener but you know trying to find places public places where people hang out and like maybe it's like a lifestyle thing like what I was saying about the grocery store. Maybe you're like a Whole Foods kind of girl, or maybe you're like a Safeway kind of girl. But there are p- people in these public places that, if you know that there's like a, you know, we're homogenous. There are so many people that are just like us. Try yes. and like, unless you're in Pack Heights or Noe Valley, you're not gonna see strollers. You're not gonna see a ton of married people. You're gonna see people that are just like us everywhere. So try and find those places that are public and that like are unassuming and maybe just go there and hang out. Mm.
1: Love it, and to add on to that, I would say it's your vibe too. Sometimes we go to these places, head down, headphones in, looking at our phones. You don't notice any of the cute guys around you or anybody attractive around you. Uber pools. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the pool. Let's do Lyft line, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) But any of these, anywhere where there's people, keep your head up, keep your eyes open. And have a vibe that you're open to be approached because sometimes we're just so closed off and a little tunnel vision. And smile. And
2: smile. smile. So I know that like, important. you know, the whole you should smile more, but I will say that there is some truth to that in that when, you know, the other day I was with a friend and I started like laughing a lot and he goes, you know, this is what's infectious about you. Mm. This is what's great about you is that you smile and you laugh and you enjoy your life. That's what makes people attracted to you. And I was like, Oh, really? Like, that's <laughs> that's amazing. And so I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe on the street when I'm walking past people, I'm going to smile. Like, yeah. wow, that's such a novel concept. I'm going to actually smile when I walk to work. Yeah, Crazy, I like right? That.
1: <laughs> and also just wearing something that's a conversation starter. So a smile is very attention getting. Maybe a t-shirt that has like a weird, funny phrase on it. Or a hat, you know, from, like, your college. I think those are great conversation starters that people can say, hey, I've seen that shirt before, or I read that book. Or I went to that college. Or I went, I went to that college. college, or I hate that college. You know? <laughs> Whatever it may be. Let's go on to our question of the day.
0: So Lori asks, where are the best places and events that you've
2: found to meet people? Um, okay, so places I kind of already sort of went over. Events. I know this sounds kind of horrible, but what kind of guy do you want? Uh, What kind of job do you want him to have? Um, Because if you like finance guys and technology, go to a fintech meetup. Mm. I mean, come on. If you want a guy who's like a coder, go to a coding meetup. And yeah, that's like awkward and everything like that. But at the same time you're going there and they're saying, oh, what do you do? Oh, well I do, you know, I do UX design or I do marketing at this company, but I'm really interested in this. This is very interesting to me. You know, I wanted to meet people, you know, in this realm, you know, that I could learn something from. And so you can say that with every single profession that you, that you target, but these types of events are really important. Also the charity events I think are really, really good um, because it shows that you have a heart. It shows that you're willing to pay a <laughs> ticket, paid for a ticket um, to go see people, see art, you know, benefit some sort of cause because that, that means that in some way or another, you're benevolent. Um, so I think that that's probably another place too. Are
0: there any specifics in SF?
2: Um, I've only been back at it for like three or four months now. Um, but I would say that, um, technology specific meetups, uh, for example, like a you know, hardware or, you know, uh, sometimes I'll go to like those FinTech meetups. I think the ones where, where it's male dominant, which is most, but not women in tech, you're not going to go to a women tech meetup and expect to meet men just, you know, kind of appropriate, you know, hedge your bets appropriately. Like if you think that there's going to be a lot of men somewhere, there probably will be, you know, so, you know, it's, it's actually very much common sense, but we kind of we we make ourselves think that it's really hard just because it is really hard for us emotionally. It's not actually hard in the real world. So you
0: have no background <laughs> in fintech at all. Like what does it ever come up?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'll be like, Yeah, I can't even I can't do math to save my life. But I'm really interested in where this industry is going.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Something okay. like that. Yeah. And they like that you have some sort of interest in what they're doing.
2: Right. Because then it automatically opens up a conversation of what do you do? Even mm-hmm. though it's like the the deadly questions, you know, where are you from? What do you do? Where do you live? Like all of those things, at
1: least that's a way to start. So what you're getting at is go to a place where there's a high percentage of men that you would like to meet. My good friend, Julie, always says, you should go to places where there's less competition too. So that's, You also want to think about not just less women, but less competition for you. So she thinks for women, you should always go out when the weather is bad because men don't care when their hair is frizzy or, you know, they have to wear a raincoat, but women care. Leave the high maintenance women at home. That's your competition. Go out when it's rainy and cold and windy outside.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, you know,
2: and also it's, I just thought of it, maybe, you know, you know there are definitely people that do workout classes uh-huh. dance classes all of these lovely things but think about like taking a rock climbing class yes. like maybe there are like there are men out there that take these classes that are very like obviously male dominant and everything right. but like if you go there with a willingness to learn you don't have to be good at it you could actually be horrible at it and then you've got these guys helping yes. you get up the wall you know so i think that those types of, you know, classes or, you know, extracurriculars if you want to call them that, are probably another good way to do it.
1: Or boot camp classes are really good. Anyway. That's, that's
2: a lot to ask for <laughs> for somebody though. I'm not gonna lie. Boxing I almost died the last time I
1: did it. So but there's a lot of testosterone there, that's that is for correct. sure. And this also applies to men too. I mean, yeah. the guys who come to my hip hop yeah. dance classes get so much attention after class. Oh yeah. You can't bypass them. Right. You know, you have to you have to notice them. I think this whole like this conversation has just made it
0: clear that like you can think through things a little more and like yeah. be a little more calculated without coming off as like desperate, like just putting yourself into good situations. Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: I challenge everyone to figure out their dating strategy. The the worst thing you could possibly be doing right now is sitting at home. On your apps, because that is doing nothing for you. The best you can do is plan out your strategy. What are you doing this weekend? What are the events you're going to? You know, how are you going to meet people? Get yourself out there and be um, be strategic about it.
2: Yeah, and probably the most interesting thing that I have found going on what the two three dates that I've been on um, is that when you say. I'm not on dating apps, whatever, you can lie if you want. But yeah. when you say I'm not on dating apps, there's a certain level of respect yes. that you get from these men because they're like, wow, she doesn't need to be dating six people at once yeah. or she doesn't yes. need to be swiping every single day yeah. while she's bored. When she's bored, she reads a book, like, okay. you know, something like that, where it, it it commands respect because it means that you are not in any way desperate, like what you were saying. Um, and I'm not saying that women out there on dating apps are desperate. Not one, not one iota. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that there is something, just lie and see what happens. Like, yes. I don't know, it's worth it, it I think. It also
0: gives you interest to talk about on the date, Absolutely, to what do I do in my spare time, use dating apps all the time. Right. Absolutely. Right.
1: It does make you seem more rare. Therefore, exactly. your value goes exactly. up. It's like diamonds, right? Sure. And we are all diamonds, we're that's for sure. <laughs> we're all diamonds in the rough here. I love it. It's these conversations that make me so excited about the, us doing this podcast, because all we want to do is share our learnings, our experiences, tips, you know, our stories. And I think this gives a really great perspective. It just shows that yeah. I really feel... That everyone who's listening to this right now, I challenge you to get off the apps. Let's go offline and see what you can find in real life. I think you'll feel inspired if you get out there. This
0: definitely more. motivated me to try. To yeah, Julie. <laughs> and I think, like, because I'm typically not someone that likes to, like, be on the meat market at bars, but this isn't. It's just having a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm.
1: And if it
0: doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere.
1: And being open, having that open vibe, open your eyes and open your heart. You never know who you're going to meet. Love it. So if you're listening to this, we love to hear some of your tips on how you went offline or met someone in a non-traditional way. And we just want to hear from you in general. We love to have you on the show. We can anonymize you. We can even change your voice if needed. Okay. Last but not least, one, two, three. Stay Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to approach five strangers. Now, talking to strangers is not a skill that comes naturally for most people, but it is a skill we can learn, develop, and strengthen. So we're giving you a quota of five people, and let's take it one step beyond that. Keep a journal of each encounter documenting things that you were scared of, things that surprised you, and your favorite thing about each encounter. And over time, you'll start to see patterns in your communication strengths and weaknesses, so you know where the areas of development would be. Good luck, guys. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500 brunchescom and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Dateable Podcast.